Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to the Star Wars Minute, our daily podcast where we break down the movie Star Wars one minute at a time. We discuss it. We crack wise about it. We analyze it. Everything you've always thought to do about Star Wars. I am Alex Robinson from the Ink Panthers podcast. And I'm Pete the Retailer from Nerd Geek Dork. And it's me, Gaz, from Old Man Hair Warehouse. <laughs> we are on minute 33, 33 which uh, starts with C3PO whining because he's just been lost his arm in a sand person attack. And, excuse me, Tuscan Raider attack. And it ends with Obi Wan Kenobi. And his house, and he's getting his getting Luke's lightsaber out. So uh, some big moments Wait, here. What? Doesn't the scene end with um, them? Sorry, I was making a dumb sex joke, and I regret it immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's you know getting Luke's lightsaber out. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Whipping out Luke's lightsaber. <laughs> Any comments from this particular? <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff in this one. Um. I was wondering about his house. Like, did do you think he bought it? Because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Or did he, like, use the force to make it out of stone? <laughs> like, I like that idea. It's, the force is almost like a uh, Green Lantern ring or something where he can just well, kind no, of, like, but it, imagine a house of, and use the force to kind of... Kind of <laughs> well, I mean, he has some form of telekinesis, you know, so I was thinking more that he raised the sand up and then, I don't know, cut it with his lightsaber. It just seems, like, weird. If he didn't make it, where did it come from? Because it's in the middle of the wastes, away from everything. It's just this brick, you know. Mm. See, part of my uh, part of my curmudgeon uh, attitude, where this is the only this is the only pure movie that I stick to, is partially right. because there is no real uh, telekinesis or anything with the force. It's it's very kind of just contained, and it's almost just kind of uh, it's not as mystical. It's almost it's almost just kind of mental, all mental. Well, wait, but they had telekinesis type powers in the original. Oh, you're not saying the original trilogy. You're saying literally just this movie. Oh yeah, literally just this movie. So they don't do any grabbing a saber with their hand type stuff at all in this movie. No, the only like uh, you know Vader chokes that guy later. Force choke, yeah. I mean, but that, that could arguably be telekinesis. That could just be kind of you know he could be convincing him that somehow that you know could be telepathic that he's like oh you're choking. You know, kind of uh, suggestion, mental suggestion. So, tele- but telepathy to you is less mystical than telekinesis, and that's why you choose to believe that. Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> you're a complicated man, sir. So you're saying in the end, when he uses the Force to blow up the Death Star, that was more about sort of the convincing the Death Star to blow up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh, well, speaking of Ben's house, besides, besides all the mysticism, uh, <laughs> Ben's house is a real house. Like, um, it's a little, little shack, a uh, little kind of, uh, hut Meeting it's a, house or something. A, attached to, uh, what was, I think a mosque kind of set up and it's a little, you know, shed off to the side, but because of the camera angle, you can't see that it's, it actually faces the Mediterranean is right mm-hmm. on the beach. So it's actually probably valuable property there. Well, good for Ben. Yeah. yeah. Although that brings up another thing that I kind of thought of through all these scenes of like, does he have a job? Where does like does he have money? Like, I mean, obviously he's not living high on the hog here, but he has to eat and stuff, right? And get water. Well, he probably has some kind of moisture, some kind of moisture evaporator to collect air, and I'm sure he eats womp rats and sand people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the image they paint that he is just out there, like killing womp rats and building houses with the force. Or he's just waiting for, like, he's a retiree. He's waiting for his check every month. You know, like the mailman <laughs> comes by and he takes it and goes down to the goes down to the market, gets some uh, cans of beans and what have you. Um, so the scene starts off with C three PO, the broken and battered C three PO. You know. Uh, whining about wanting to be left behind and stuff. And uh, I like how they sit there listening to C-3PO whine, and then, you know, Obi-Wan, Ben's like, you know, quickly, they're on the move. Like, why are we sitting here listening to a computer talk to us about how sorry it <laughs> feels for itself? Although I do love the wipe when they lift up C-3PO and it pulls the yeah, that, scene up with that. That's a great... That uh, torso wipe. I agree. And I also... Um, enjoyed the physicality of Anthony Daniels acting, which is always pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I guess like, it wasn't he a mime or something like that. Yeah. Or Okay. And that makes sense. And like that reads because I, again, this is one of those things that I haven't thought about much until I was overanalyzing it, but it, like just his little head moves. And like, I do feel like, Oh, I kind of feel sympathetic and he's a bit of a drama queen. And there's only so much that you can get across with the voice. And like, I don't know, just sitting there with one arm, like tilting his head around. I was like, that's, that's really impressive. You know, that he gets that across. That's odd because I always wondered if actually Anthony Daniels was in the suit at that time because it's just really like a tight close-up and it could just as easily be Mark Hamill turning a rod to make Creepio's no. head move around. Really? Much- you, you actually thought it was a puppet? Well, because uh, just because I have a hard – it's such a close-up of him and I also had a hard time imagining how – like how did they get – what did they do with Anthony Daniels' arm? It's not like they could – They just tuck it behind him. I guess I mean, so. it's it- – you only see the top of the shoulder in the shot, so it could, e- it could right. even just be like barely off camera, right. yeah. or it could just be an empty suit. <laughs> <laughs> I I would be sh- okay. Put it this way: it's within the realm of possibility, but I yeah. would be shocked because, like I said, I if that's true, then Mark Hamill is a gifted puppeteer. How about that? <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I, think uh, I think you're I think you're I think you're right because I've seen stills from that same thing where you see C three PO totally standing up. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that they clearly just shot that scene and didn't actually use it. But uh, I think they're so going. You know, if they uh, if they made Anthony Daniels dress in the suit and get dipped in oil before, I think they totally <laughs> they're not going to cut corners when it comes to you know like all right, sitting there with your arm cut off. Like, let's just tape it That's behind true. them. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's a lot of conversation between. Well, this is the first uh, glimpses we get of a lot of the stuff that would make up the uh, Dread prequels. You know, we hear a lot about the. Uh, 
Jedi Knights and space freighters and all sorts of uh, 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 of juicy details. Yeah, it's the first time we hear Jedi Knight, right? It wasn't in the. Uh, nobody brought it up before, right? No, no. Jedi. This is it. This is it. Wasn't in the in the opening crawl. It wasn't mentioned anywhere. No. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and Clone Wars too, which mm-hmm. was you know Jedi. You, you quickly find out what that's about. But Clone Wars is that that really tantalizing bit of information that just kind of sits out there for you know thirty years. Well, and like like you guys said in previous. Uh, casts that you know oh there's the dragon the dragon bones or the this or that and don't explain it and that makes it way better just like with the clone wars where the idea of this crazy war that involved clones sounds awesome and then nowadays he over explains it and shows it to us over you know two movies and a series and it's like who cares yeah yeah they there's the he says i was a jedi knight uh does he says I was a Jedi the same as your father right yes mm-hmm. so uh and i think that's weird because uh Luke at no point questions, what do you mean a Jedi Knight? You know what I mean? Well, I, so, I assume people would still know what they were, even if they're not around. I mean, it's like knowing what a, a Marine is or something, isn't it? Yeah, but then later on, I think in the Death Star scenes, they act like, uh, I don't know, it, it seems like the Jedis have kind of been erased from history and stuff. Like the, when the Imperials are talking about it, they're making it sound like, you know, uh, that Jedis are like this mythological thing that no one's quite, you know, quite sure what... Uh, Mm. Am I wrong about that? No, you're right. Because, yeah, even the guy that, I mean, again, jumping ahead, when, when Vader's mm-hmm. choking Admiral Mahdi or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Mahdi? Yeah. Uh, nice, nice try to pretend that you're not a total <laughs> dork. Yeah, Admiral Mahdi or whatever. Um, but, but he's like, the whole thing is, he doesn't seem afraid of Vader. He's like, yeah. there's sorcerers, tricks, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, don't you know this guy killed, like, everyone? And there are these crazy, powerful, like, monster god people in your world? Like... I mean, that was 20 years ago that he killed everyone. How do you not know that? But, yeah, and I'm not even talking about the prequels. I mean, like, just from the story we learn here. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it basically just kind of Luke nodding his head and, and allowing. If Luke stopped Obi-Wan, you know, if he stopped everybody who, who said something he didn't understand, like, Luke would just be like, what? What? The whole time. <laughs> the whole rest of the movie. Oh, he'd be like, wait, what? Me. Yeah, that make that makes sense. He's just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, Jedi. I I, I know what those are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's like a one of those uh, things with four legs that walks around. <laughs> treadwell, like treadwell, right? Yeah. <laughs> no treadwell. Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Um, Obi-Wan uh, says something about how Uncle Owen says that um, Luke's father, who we know is Anakin, should have stayed on the farm and not gotten involved. 
And uh, this is kind of like a weird thing. What? Is that in this minute? I thought that was the next minute. Well, sorry. Said, no, ahead. it's Go in this one because he says, oh, my uncle wasn't a, you know, my uncle wasn't a Jedi. He was a navigator on a space freighter. His father. His father. Yeah, his father. And uh, His, father, his uncle never, definitely wasn't a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But uh, I thought that was in the scene. Isn't that in the scene? Well, anyway, let's just, let's just assume that it okay. is. Okay. So anyway, it sort of implies a relationship between Anakin and Owen that is clearly not manifested in the prequels because other than, you know, Anakin visiting the farm, killing a bunch of sand people, and then taking C-3PO and leaving, they don't really seem to have much of an uh, interaction or rapport or anything. No, and I always had the image in my mind of them being like basically the same age, like buddies, you know, yeah. like maybe like a year or two younger, but they were like best friends as opposed to like this little kid he's teaching as like a surrogate father. That we see later in the garbages. Uh, wait, are you talking about who would, who would be closer to the same age? I from just from the original movie and the way it was discussed, I always thought that Anakin and Obi Wan would be close to the same age, and that they were like friends, like like best buddies. Because like I, I, the way like the combination of my kid imagination and the words he actually says is, I imagine them meeting as adults, you know, young adults, and. Anakin is like this pilot, like an X-wing pilot or something, and he's good at it, and he's and they're buddies, and he's like, well, you know, you're so good because you're into, you know, the Force. Hey, yeah. you should come do the Force with me, pal. And then he's like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing, and you turned evil, you know, like that was kind of the impression I always had. Right. Well, that that does sound a little bit like the prequels, although nah. it really it boiled down, except nah. for the fact that he's why, like, why are you apologizing for the prequels? <laughs> except for the fact that Anakin is like six or something when they first meet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also says that Anakin was a quote good friend, and yeah. I never really got the impression that they were. That no. There was never really much chemistry between the two of them. No. Anakin was an unlikable jerk. Yeah, yeah. It was much more like a parent with you know a put upon parent with their jerk kid. Yeah, his Obi Wan's you know, recollections in this do seem really genuine. Like he seems kind of like sad that that he doesn't have his friend around anymore, and and you yeah. Know, uh, you don't get that at all from what they ended up uh, actually making. Right. Yeah. Now we're all bummed out but the, the thought of that how the prequels <laughs> destroy all these cool things we had in mind for the movies. <laughs> uh, they ruined the Clone Wars. They ruined Anakin. <laughs> so did uh, – so again, we'll just, does any of this offer any evidence either way that at this point George Lucas knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father? He does. Is there anything he says that in this bit that would make you think? I I could believe it. I mean, do I believe he knew everything that was going to happen? No, of course not. But he when he said because the way Ben delivers the line or Alec Guinness de- delivers the line as Ben, he kind of is almost like getting ready to tell the rehearsed lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the way I always took it. Like, oh well, here's the story I'm going to tell you about your father because you can't hear the horrible truth yet. Like, I mean. Maybe that's just what I want to see, knowing the truth. But that's yeah. you know that's how it reads to me. Actually, it seems like a lot of the Darth Vader stuff is in minute thirty-five, so we should probably hold off on some of that, uh, okay. some of that, well, some of that chit chat. True, but even yeah, yeah. I, I brought it up, so uh, I, I apologize, but uh, it's tough because when you have this one long scene where there's so much stuff that overlaps, it's hard to. Uh, Yes, no. I decided when to talk about stuff. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll flip to something that's definitely in this scene. Um, the house – I was really fascinated by the house, just everything about it. Like, like, where is it? Why is it here? How did he make it? The the windows are all just holes. There's no, like, 
plexus steel glass or screens or curtains or anything. And I'm just like, isn't there like dust storms that come in all the time? And like, you know, and, and also there's this weird panel on the wall above Luke that kind of looks like a circle with like six buttons. Yeah. And my first thought was like, okay, well it's the future. That's like their climate control. And I'm like, no, wait, it can't be climate control because he's got a hole for a door and holes for windows. And then like, well, maybe it's lights, but you don't see any evidence of lights either. So it's just this weird control panel on an otherwise mud hut that has holes for windows that, I mean, again, I'm nitpicking, but like, it, I, what is it? Like, it, it, is it supposed to be art, decoration? Well, first of all, your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. <laughs> because, the, the, because it doesn't look like there's glass or anything in those windows doesn't mean there's not some kind of futuristic force field or, for, you know, like some kind of, uh, some kind of gadget that keeps the thing out, keeps the sand and stuff out technologically. You know what I mean? Or I think maybe it's, I, a, it's like a novelty. It's like, a, it's like the Star Wars universe version of like Big Mouth Billy Bass or something. Like <laughs> somebody, somebody sends it to him as a present and it's like a thing that on the wall and it lights up and every once in a while it makes a goofy noise. Maybe it's like a, a telephone or something. Right. There you you know what I mean? Maybe he, he talks oh. into, uh, he calls Yoda. No, he, he's a hermit. <laughs> he's not calling anybody. I think, I think Pete has it. It's a, it's a, Star Wars version of Billy Bass. <laughs> so who, well, who gave it to him then? Yoda. Yeah, Yoda. Yoda. Yoda sent it to him for his birthday. So he actually sent, he actually mailed it from. <laughs> no, he gave from, him he gave him a chest of birthday presents to open every year since they never see each other again. He's like just the, every year open one up. <laughs> so they're all very dated. Like this was like funny ten years ago, right. and he just got it this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I like the idea of it playing various Star Wars themed songs. <laughs> you know, uh, I can only think of the one that the the Biff Band plays. The Biff Band, isn't that the Cantina people? Aren't they called Biff? Oh, the, yeah, I think it's I think it's Biff, like Biff from uh, Back to the Back Future. See, now that it's come up twice, we have to make a third Back to the Future reference before this movie's over. I do not <laughs> doubt that that will happen. Uh, one left, one thing, a mention of Spice again, continuing with the Dune you know, tie-in that uh, Uncle had, Owen told Luke that he was on, uh, a navigator on a Spice freighter. Had the book Dune come out before this movie? Yes. And oh, Lucas yeah. has acknowledged that it's an influence on, uh, on the story. Well, now I'm learning things. Although the, the navigators in, in Dune are, are these crazy kind of mutated creatures that have ingested so much spice that they kind of transcend and become this, this completely different level of, of, of being. So hopefully his father wasn't one of those. Well, no, that was just the, the kind lie that his uncle told. <laughs> he wasn't a Jedi. He was this horrible <laughs> monster addicted to drugs. <laughs> I told you to forget it. <laughs> Um, one last thing about this uh, is uh, I thought Ben Kenobi seemed to know a lot about Luke, which we understand because he's this Jedi watching over him and stuff. But like, didn't uh, I, Luke seems to take it all pretty well? He's like, "Oh, young Luke, I know your name. You're here. Oh, I've heard you've become quite the pilot." It, it, like, isn't at any point Luke like, "How have you been like spying on me? Like, what? How do you know who I am and what I'm doing?" Like. Well, maybe Luke is like the Truman Show, where he just assumes everyone knows everything about him because, <laughs> you know, there's people constantly uh, being supervised by Jedis. <laughs> so Luke is just really easygoing. He hears things he doesn't understand, like Jedi Knight, and he goes, yeah, yeah. People yeah. say they know everything about him. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's just, whatever. The only thing that gets him worked up is when he wants to go to the Tashi station. Right. Right, to see his friends. Yeah. <laughs> 
anything else for this one? Uh, no, there's some more stuff that we can hit in 34. There's the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, one, one thing I noticed—it's um, a little thing—but over the chest when he goes to get the lightsaber, it looks like the decoration looks like a metal sword. I don't know what it really is, but I always wondered: like, is that like, hey, this is my sword box? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me let me fetch something from the sword room for you. Hang on yeah. a second. <laughs> what are you? What are you? Uh, like a forty-two long or something? <laughs> yeah, well, light blue. Yeah. Light blue is probably your color. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say. I agree. All right, so uh, that wraps up minute thirty-three, and we'll be back tomorrow for minute thirty-four on the come on, you guys, on the Star Star Wars Wars minute. 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 So you say it weird. Fifth band. (laughs) 